0: minister to each and every one of us in a unique way speak to each and every one of us in a unique way lord hallelujah we want more of you god anyone want more in the house we want more we want more god hallelujah in jesus name Amen. Amen. I'm going to open up with this scripture. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 to 13. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I know sometimes we read the scripture and we focus on he has plans for me right he has a future there is an expected end but how do you actually discover that the answer is in the following verse right it says in those days when you pray i will listen That's good. if you look for me wholeheartedly you will find me why because who we are is in him The future, the plans, the the desires, our purposes, our calling, it's in him. It's in him. But that term wholeheartedly, um, and in the New King James Version it says, with your whole heart, right? It's to speak of effort. Making every effort to search me out, basically. Have you been making an effort to search him out? Because that's what he's desiring in this season from you, the effort to go after him. Because we're spending, for some of us, so much effort outside of him to find who we are. So much effort outside of him to get peace. We're using the Calm app. <laughs> right? <laughs> using all these apps, time management apps. You know, I was reading a book yesterday by Pastor Tory Roberts called Balance. And he said that balance is not a, a, a knowledge thing. Even though he thought that, he thought that the way to find balance for his life was having all these apps and etc. etc. You know, how do I get my time together? But he said he's learned that balance is a spiritual location. Oh, wow. okay. Living from a spiritual location location and it made me think how many of us are trying to find balance trying to find who we are trying to find calling and purpose outside of intimacy so much effort outside of God but no effort with him it is a spiritual location the Word of God speaks about rest entering rest in Hebrews 4 That the children of Israel could not enter in because of their unbelief. So it speaks to me that this is that the epitome of us finding rest comes in our belief in God. It's not how many hours, though, that is important. Amen. But it's about the belief, the trust that you have in Him, not in His works. The works inform why we trust him. Amen? I'm going to read another scripture just to open this up a little bit more. Romans 12, verses 1 to 2, and it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, everyone say, let God God. transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The New King James Version speaks about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. But at the end of, this is almost like a formula, at the end of it all, you begin to discover the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. We cannot find ourselves outside of God. The scripture says, for our lives are hidden in him. It's hidden in him. And so today I want to really speak about the the importance of us coming closer to God, having friendship with him, like true friendship with him. And we've been breaking it down last week. Stacy spoke a good word on the unveiling, the veils that stop us from really seeing God and really experiencing him. But right now, I want to go into basics. I want to break it down a little bit. How do you get closer to God? What does it mean when Tosan stands up here and he says, let's go a little bit deeper. What does that actually look like? Because we can get into the semantics and the Christianese of, you know, we've heard things. But really, do you know what it means to go deeper with God? Like, what does that mean? And so I want to break it down a little bit more. And so this whole idea of us going deeper, coming closer to God starts with this first thing, which we've spoken about, which we've emphasized, which is giving God what he gave us, time. (laughs) Giving God what he gave us. And if you've got your notes, your iPad, your phones, I want you to note down these pointers. Giving God what he gave us, time. See, what is the difference between having a friend, an acquaintance, and a best friend. What's the difference? It's the time. It may not be the quantity, but it may be the quality that you're investing in that relationship for it to be what it is, right? Same way, what separates my husband from all my other male friends? The time, the intimacy, the investment, the vulnerability, the brokenness, the... the, Sometimes it's not even about the years. It's not about the history that you've had. It's more about what you have together, the investment that has been made, right? Time. You know, I remember when me and Pastor Ayah started dating, hallelujah, and, you know... (laughs) We'll be talking late at night you know <laughs> i don't recommend it um, but <laughs> you know pillow talk you know <laughs> like i said i don't recommend it um trying and talk in the day but the point is that time that we were investing was to get to know each other right it was like there was a value that we'd now placed on the relationship to say i'm willing to lose some sleep I know I have work in the morning, but we can keep talking till two in the morning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there was now a value I placed on it. There was now a place where Pastor Ayo sat in my life Whilst I was like, I know where we're going, so it's worth me giving this time. Right? And it's the same with our relationship with God. When you put the value and the premium on it, You understand where it sits in terms of your time. It's worth the investment, right? And we know this because Jesus showed this to us. Matthew 14, verses 23, it says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. Time. And Jesus went up there praying for 5, 10 minutes or 30 minutes. Sometimes it will be the whole night. Right? Luke 6, 12. Now it came to pass in those in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. All night. How many of us can last an hour or two? But the whole night, anyone did night vigil at church? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) We know where it was, right? 11 11 p.m. until (laughs) 6 a.m. You're hearing birds chirping as you're driving home, right? Some of us can't. I can't even lie. I used to fall asleep. i will just be there like my head is down and just pretend. God forgive me. (laughs) But I love my sleep, right? But... You know, many of us can't do that, but guess what? Jesus put a premium on it. He put a premium, and I'm going to get there in a second. Mark one thirty-five. It says, "Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed." John five nineteen twenty. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Amen? Jesus put a premium and a value on that time because of what he had to do. The evidence, he could only do what he saw the father doing if he gave him time. Jesus wasn't living on a heavenly realm, he was living on an earthly realm. So he had to give time for him to display for him to show and to reveal who he was, his divinity, he needed time. How much time are you giving to God, right? And the reason why this is important is that it's important for you to understand that in order for you to reveal who the father is, you need to give him time. You need to give time. You can't give minimum time. If you're given minimum time, sorry, you're going to be displaying displaying minimum God. Minimum fruit. Time, 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 time. If you can give God time, you'll see the evidence of that in your life. Joy, peace, all of those things that we desire internally come as a result of time. The ability to understand and be secure in your identity comes with giving God time. Your ability to innovate, to create, and to do the things and for people to marvel at what you are doing, you need to give God time. If you put in minimum time, you're giving minimum fruit. Time, guys, time. How much time are you giving to God? And I want you to turn to the person next to you because I want us to, if it's spiritual, it's practical, right? Yeah. Right? I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them, what time are you going to give God in me? Are you going to give a tenth of your time, 24 hours? That's about two and a half hours. How much? Don't, make yourself accountable. <laughs> water in a cup. Water in a cup. Full time. <laughs> I want you to write it down. How much time? Is it an hour, a day, two hours? I'm Listen, we're getting practical. <laughs>
1: It's a mic, it's a mic, yeah.
0: Thanks. One house, one house, one house. Hey, everyone. I'm doing this. Hallelujah, amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Before you guys get deeper, right? I'm doing this because I want you to make yourself accountable, right? Once you've said it now, you can't go back on it. Someone can now be like, are you giving God time (laughs) here? Right? Like, is it an hour a day? Is it an hour and a half a day, right? Is it two hours? And I want you to actually think about the the caliber of person you are, right? For you as an individual, what time do you need to give to God? right? And so if I'm someone who struggles, right, in my mind or in my emotion or at my identity, let's say that, right? I know I need to give God more time because I need to give him enough room to speak into my identity, right? If I'm having issues in terms of my joy or even work, let's make it practical. Work is chaotic, right? I need enough time for God to give me a download of the wisdom I need. Tell me how to handle my manager, Lord. Like, how, for the caliber of person, the life that you live is an hour enough. For the struggles that you have is an hour enough. If it is, then that's fine. There's no judgment. We start somewhere, right? Baby step. But when you're talking to the person, I want you to to get real. You know what? I actually need to give God 45 minutes or one hour and a half a day. Right? So I'm going to give you another minute to tell your time this may. Because we're going to get practical. Amen? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Oh Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Glory, glory. So it's everyone written down their time, yeah? This is time in May, yeah? Daily. And listen, in tap, every tap in May, we'll ask, how's your time? Right? Because we're holding each other accountable because we're placing a premium on the time that we have with God if we're talking about closer that's what we're talking about going deeper in terms of knowing him but knowing him through time because time is what we have it's what he's given to us it's a gift right and so if we're gonna redeem the time well we have to be close to him and so I want you to analyze where you're wasting time. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just the messenger, okay? (laughs) I'm just the messenger. Where are you wasting time? Listen, my time with God, I honor it, right? No matter what, that's in the diary. There was a time I was praying 6 a.m. 9 a.m., 12, 12 noon, 3 p.m., and again at 6 because I needed to get into the habit of praying. Right, so I blocked that out in my calendar, like nothing could compromise that time. It was time I needed with God. Why? I needed answers. I needed direction. Right? There were things that I was still in the gray area about, and so I needed to give God that time. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's funny because when I started now looking at the time I actually had, I realized how much time I wasted. In the mornings, I wasted nearly two hours of time on Instagram, cash, casually. One post leads to another post, one DM, I'm sending Kiki in with my friend. Before I know it, it's 11 a.m. I don't have that type of time. Do you understand, to be wasted. And so when you put your time into perspective and you allocate it accordingly, you are then able to use your time wisely. So the book that you said you weren't able to write, you will discover you have the time for it. The application you were meant to do, you will discover you have the time for it. The business plan that you wanted to, you will discover you have time for it lay a foundation in the morning and out of it let it flow amen Amen. time you guys have me on this point for a long time (laughs) it's okay it's all good right and so the second thing that is important in terms of us going deeper with God is the word it's the word And I know it seems so simple, but I want to go through a few scriptures with you when it comes to the word. Um, James 1 verses 21 to 22, it says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness. Everyone say "Receive." receive. The implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. If you desire to know God and his heart for you, right, you need to be in the word. You can't know him outside of the word of God. You can't. The word provides us with substantial evidence and insight and proof of who God is. You need the word. Okay, you pray, but do you read the word? How much are you in the word? How much are you allowing it to go in? Have you ever watched like a documentary or read a memoir? Like my most recent memoir was Will Smith, I believe, yeah? And once you've watched it or you've read it, you feel like you know the person. Yeah. You're like, even when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, I said, No, I understand. <laughs> you don't know his life. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I just get it, you know what I mean? Because I'd had a substantial amount of information about his life that that birthed an empathy inside of me now had i not read that book or l- watched documentaries anyone watch um king richard right after you watch a documentary you're like you start googling expedia you know what happened who's their mom's mom's dad's dad's right like you start googling right but once you have an understanding of who they are, there's an empathy inside of you. There's an understanding now. There's a softness that you have towards the other person, right? Because you, you, you feel like you know them. You know their life. You have information concerning them that has now changed and shifted the way you see them. And it's the same with God and the word, it holds substantial information for you to now live the life that he's called you to live. But not only that, for you to engage in Him with him in such a way that frees you and allows you to be who you're meant to be. Does that make sense? Right? So the Word of God gives us information It grants us understanding, insight into the heart and the nature of God. You can't know him through me. I may show fruit of him, but to really know him, you have to give your time to the word. You can't know God. Like, listen, everyone's at different spaces, right? But even if it's one chapter a day, four verses a day. You're sowing seeds. You're receiving that word in the Greek, That receiving the implanted word. It's like it's a deposit that you are gaining that is able to save your soul. I'm going to go and read another scripture for you. No, we're going to keep at James 1.21, right? That word, save your soul, is to keep safe in the greek and sound to rescue from danger it is to preserve to save a suffering one to make well to heal to restore to health to make whole the scriptures have the ability to not only tell us who god is but to make us whole to rescue us from danger right to bring healing the word of god we can't miss that out of our daily bread is about what you're consuming, what you're eating. You have to eat the word. Yeah. Jesus said in John three sixty-three, he said, the words that I give to you are spirit and they are life. There is spirit and life in the word of God. But how much are you consuming it? How much time are you giving to it? It has the ability to save your soul. Even this scripture, with meekness, the implanted, there's a humility that is required when you're receiving the word. When you're taking in the word. Right? There's an openness, there is a lowliness. That Lord, it's even an honor and a pleasure that I have this opportunity to know you through the word. Holy Spirit, open up the scriptures to me. Bring understanding to me. Sometimes we have to get really simple with God. The word of God, how much of that are you bringing in? John 8, 31 to 32, it says, So Jesus said to those Jews who have believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachers and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What is the truth? It is the word of God. It is the word. Do you know the truth? That, that word in the Greek, know, is to learn. Is to come to know, to understand, to become acquainted with. How acquainted are you with the truth? Truth. How much truth do you have in your life? Because the more truth you consume is the more you are minimizing the lies. Truth. How much truth are you, con- are you living by the truth? Do you have fruit? Does your thinking have fruit of the truth? Does your life hold evidence of the truth? Are you consuming truth? True freedom is found in truth. And so I really sense that God is saying, come into depth with me so I can show you truth. Come closer. Come, I know you've read that scripture before, but come close, come deeper with me. I want to show you who I am, but I want to also show you the truth. The truth of who I am and also the truth of who you are. I want to show you who you were, who you are before the molestation, before the abuse, before Daddy said something, before Mommy said something, before your experience with rejection. I want to show you the truth of what I spoke from the beginning of time: truth. but it can only be discovered in the word. How much of the word are you consuming? There's power in the word, and Ephesians 6 speaks to us about putting on the whole armor of God. And part of the armor is the sword. How are you striking back against the enemy if you have no word? You're pulling for something that is not there, or you're using a blunt sword. Is your sword sharp enough for daily living? There's power in the word, right? There is power in the word. And so I want to share three top tips in terms of getting into the word, just in case anyone struggles. Because let me be real. Sometimes the word is, it can... This might sound bad coming from me, but it can, get, it can get bland sometimes, you know? It's like, where do I even begin? <laughs> hey, God, it's me again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I've read this feedback back to front. What is it that, you know, I need to know? But <laughs> it's real. It's real. But here are top three things that I've learned on my journey in terms of getting into the word. For those days that the word is boring to you. For those days you don't feel like it. Let's be, anyone real, right? For those days that it's hard, it's tough, right? And for those days that you do want to get into the word, but you don't know where to start, right? Number one, use Google to your advantage. Hallelujah. We bless the university of Google. Hallelujah. They're amazing, okay? You just put any word in there and just put scripture and all the scriptures will come up. Honestly, it's amazing. God bless that man. Number two, read scriptures relevant to your season. And this is attached to using Google to your advantage, right? I know sometimes we can get into the word with a um I guess, energy or perspective. But sometimes, like, what, what do you need in this season? Like, what do you actually need? What do you need understanding in? Right? So for a long period of time, I needed understanding in the love of God. Right, And so I would just Google scriptures, scriptures around the love of God, then scriptures around the fatherhood of God, right? I would just search scriptures and I'll go and do my own study around it. Based on what I got, I would ask myself, what is it you receive from this scripture? I'll read commentaries around it. Now the word of God is is interesting to me because it's interlinked with my actual season, what I need, Right? What is it that you need in this season? What is it you need understanding in? Like connect that devotion time to that, right? What interests you in this season? Super, super important. Amen. Is it helping anyone? Right? So what is relevant? So I want you to even think about like, what do I need in this season? Just think about it. Make that part of your study time this week. Amen? Amen. The third thing, use study guides and devotionals in areas of your interest. Study guides and devotionals in the areas of your interest. It's okay. It's okay to, do you know what I mean, look at external help or look at... There's nothing, there is no... Um, I guess there is no ABC to this. It can be whatever on any day. Amen? But find devotionals, find study guides that are relevant to you and use it to your advantage. Amen? Amen? Because those seasons do come. And so I want to put this challenge out there for everyone, the 2020 challenge, right? And this is something that I implemented. 20 minutes of journaling, 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of praying, that's an hour, and you can adjust those minutes however, however relevant that is to you. But 20, 20, 20, right? So, 20 minutes of journaling speaks more to your well being. So, as soon as you wake up, journal how are you? What's happening with you? What's good? How are you feeling? Are you anxious? Are you not? Right? What's happening with you because God cares about you right be in touch with where you're at emotionally and mentally don't be disengaged with that and I think that's really really important because more time sometimes we don't know what to pray because we don't know how we are so get in touch with that your well-being 20 minutes of reading feed your soul the word Sow seeds. So based on what you journaled, based on how you're feeling, it will give you insight into what you should be reading. Does that make sense? Right? And so if I know that I'm feeling overwhelmed, okay, my reading time, I'm feeding my soul with scriptures to do with peace. 20 minutes of praying, connect with God. Okay, now that I have scriptures concerning peace, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that I have access to peace. Lord, according to your word, Isaiah 26.3, I've just read it, it says, keep my mind stayed on you. I'm finding that hard, Lord, but give me the grace to do that. Give me the grace to keep my mind stayed on you, Lord. Do you understand? Can you see where the flow is? Can you see how it's the whole person? Where you receive, you're receiving for the well being of who you are in totality and not just one area, right? So, however that's gonna look like, is it 30, 30, 30, is it 40, 40, 40? Like I said, you have to do things according to what you actually need, you as an individual. But 20, 20, 20 could be a starting point to ignite consistency in your life. Who finds it hard to be consistent? Be real. Okay, nearly the whole room. It's all right. (laughs) So do I sometimes. Um, And so build consistency. Start somewhere. If it's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, then do that. If it's 10, 10, 10, do that. But allow the month of May to be a foundation for the rest of your year. Amen? And so the more that you grow in the knowledge of who God is through the word is the more that you will begin to identify and recognize his voice. Amen. amen. And so the third thing in terms of being, growing deeper in your relationship with God, going closer is the Holy Spirit. I know we've spoken about this before, but I believe in this season that we need to start honoring the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We need to start making him relevant in our lives. Amen. Yeah, amen. John fourteen twenty six says, But the help of the Holy Spirit, yeah. whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit helps us and guides us, people of God. We need the Holy Spirit. It's been given as a gift to us to help us to live this life out. And so um, Stacy said something the other week, last week, and she said, how many of us are quenching the Holy Spirit? Some of us quench the Holy Spirit. Netflix, selling Sunset, hallelujah, that's me. God, I know you're drawing me to pray, but Chriselle is in her feelings. And man, like, you know, it's so hard, you know. Is it Ozark? Is it Ozark that you guys are watching, right? Like, there's so many times where God is actually drawing us. And so we have our allocated time, but there's times when the Holy Spirit is like, come. And you feel it, you know it. There's been times I've been sitting, I'm like, oh, really, God, I really just want to have this evening to myself, (laughs) you know. But I've never regretted saying yes. I've never regretted it because there's something that God wants to deposit in that moment. Right? There's something that he wants to break the routine, the mundane, and he wants to connect with me. And so it lets me know, right, raw God, like you're always in pursuit of me, right? His Holy Spirit will prompt you. And so we have to learn, when we're talking about living a life led by the Holy Spirit, what we're talking about is living a life sensitive to him, responsive to him, amen? A life in close proximity with him, that's how we produce fruit in our life. And so Romans 8, 5 to 6, in Amplified, I'm going to read it in two versions. It says, for those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit, amen, set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin, amen, amen. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. Everyone say life and peace. life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Can you see it? Well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Rome, um, the Amplified, the Passion Translation says, Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities for the sense and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace life and peace that 's what it says right there living a life responsive to the Holy Spirit engaged to the Holy Spirit produces life and peace. It produces the insight that you need to live a life honorable to him, but also glorifying to him. Amen? Galatians 5.16, it says, But I say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Walk. Like there's this constant awareness and this constant responsiveness to the Holy Spirit. How responsive are you to the Holy Spirit? How sensitive are you to the Holy Spirit? This is worth emphasizing because a lot of times the life and peace you're looking for, let's even talk about peace for a second, right? The peace that you're looking for is in your response to the Holy Spirit. It says that the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance. There's a verse in John 14 where it speaks about the Holy Spirit leading us into all truth and convicting us of sin. Response. How attentive are you to the Holy Spirit? And so I want to make this thing clear because the Holy Spirit nudges us. The Lord speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Right. God speaks to every one of us. Whether you know it or not, he speaks to us. Amen? Amen. And so I want to ask the question, how does God speak to you? Like, have you actually sat for a moment and thought, God, how do you actually speak to me? Right? In a room of thousands of people, I can still know my husband's voice right? He sounds exactly like his brother, even though he denies it, right? (laughs) But when I have them on the phone, I still know my husband's voice. No one can try and deceive me, try and say, this is not your... I know his voice because I've learned his voice. I've spent time with his voice. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same with the Holy Spirit, right? I'm spending time to learn how he speaks to me uniquely, amen? And so how does God speak? God speaks in various ways, such as dreams, open visions, a strong thought that comes to your mind, an audible voice, usually a familiar voice, a strong knowing or an impression, some call this intuition, any intuitive people, amen, prompting and urgent deep knowing, inner visions and pictures, and there's probably more, but this is just a reference point, right? So I want you to speak to the person next to you now. Can you identify how God speaks to you from this list? It could be various. There's no unique way. It may change season to season, but how does God speak to you? Have a chat. (laughs) Um, She can, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna end in prayer. Yeah. Um. And like after I finish this, after they finish talking, she can go on the keys. So. So everyone can identify areas that God speaks to them, right? And it may change from season to season. So there was a season where I was dreaming a lot. Like every day I would dream, right? And then all of a sudden the dreams stopped, (laughs) And I thought God was angry or something. But it wasn't that. He was teaching me a new way to learn him, to know him. And so maybe you're not dreaming because God is just like, I just want to change the game a little bit. I don't want you to be so reliant on your dreams, right? I want you to actually know me, right? Because I speak to you. Open visions, that's a popular one. A strong thought that comes to mind, is that popular for anyone in the room? Strong thoughts, right? It seems random, but it's actually God really impressing something to you, right? Audible, it's usually a familiar voice. You hear it. It's more internal within you, right? Um, The strong knowing or impression, like I said, some people call this intuition. It's like there's just something that just does not sit right with me, right? Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm not, I don't know, okay? Mm -mm, mm. There's just something about it, right? Like, sometimes that's God just really just pulling on you. Right? The Holy Spirit pulling on you, a prompting, like you have a prompt, like I know I need to talk to this person. You're not sure why, but you know you need to, right? Usually that's God. Again, it's the Holy Spirit pulling on you, right? Sometimes even randomly, if you're sitting in the living room or something like that, you have like a thought or a picture, right? That's again God. Like, what's the picture saying? Something that I learned to do during prayer as well, or just during those random times, is I started just saying, Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's good. Like, thank you, I receive it. Bring understanding, bring clarity. If I don't understand it, then God is faithful to bring clarity and understanding later, right? But God speaks to you. And the word of God speaks about testing every spirit, mm. right? Test the spirit. And the way that I test the spirit is, what is the fruit of what I'm hearing? If I wake up from a dream, I can't say that it's just God. What is the fruit? How do I feel? Right? How is it making me feel? Test the spirit. Right? Is it in line with the word? And this is why you need to know your word. Right? People can't just come and tell you any odd word. People can't just come and abuse you spiritually. No, I know my word. Is this in line with the word? Yeah, right? So, how even prophetic words. Test them. Yeah. Right? If me and Pastor Ayo are speaking over you, I give you permission to go back home and pray on that. Yeah. Right? Like, pray on it. God, give me further clarity. Give me understanding. Give me a scripture. Give me confirmation of what it is you've been saying. Yeah. Right? We are learning to not only just hear and take it as it is, because let me tell you a funny story, right? Before Pastor Aya, okay? Like, I used to dream a lot, okay? So every guy that I was talking to, I would have a dream about them. And they were my husband. Because <laughs> your desires speak to you, <laughs> right? They speak to you. Like, it's not a lie, okay? I have some psychologists in the room, right? yeah? Ariel, yeah? They will lie to you. So every girl's like, no, I know just my husband. You can't tell me any different. Okay? I just know, I know, I know, I know. And God was like, boo-boo. <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> okay? Don't deceive yourself. Right? Especially the contents of the dream as well. Like, is it glorifying to God? Is it honorable? Why would God give you a dream that is perverse? That's not the fruit of God think about it now we're testing the spirit now okay so no this is not God so God I'm just praying I'm speaking that there is no access to me in that way let your truth reign. let me look to your word test the spirit right the feeling the thought that comes to your mind the narrative that comes to your mind it makes you feel away it makes you now isolate yourself is that really the fruit of God when he says how pleasant and good it is to dwell in community, yeah, Think, think, think. Like, what is tested? Yeah. Right? If it's not God, then you have every, you have every right to push it out. Yeah. You have every right to say to someone who's prophesied over you, "Thank you. Um, I read, thank you. I'm praying for you. <laughs> you know? You know, the, the, the parking lot, we're going to have a parking space at A&T soon, amen. Glory. You have parking lot prophets that come like I had a dream. Just say thank you, God bless you. But that's not in line with, you know, not in line with it. A man comes to you and says, You're my wife, go and test the spirit. Does he even have the fruit of the spirit in him talking about, You're my wife, <laughs> right? My husband, do you know what I mean? Test the spirit. You have permission, you have right, because that's what the word of God says, right? We, we don't subject to ourselves to lies. We subject because we know God, because we have a closeness with him, because we have a depth with him. Nothing can come and deceive us. This is how you kind of bulletproof your secret place, your sacred place, your mind, right? Your spirit, your heart. By learning God, knowing God, testing what isn't God, and releasing it in the way that it's meant to. And so even as we close, right, I believe that this is a call for you to come closer. And one thing that I've learned over the process of time is that when God is drawing us closest because there is something new that he wants to do in us, we can't get familiar with our relationship with god there's always more there's always something new and one of the key ways that god desires for us to even know him is through the space of community amen community is a key space that god wants to reveal himself to you psalms 1 1 it says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Community, and I know Pastor Aya is going to go deep into the essence of community next week, but I want you to also begin to think about the people that are around you. Do they inspire you to go closer or for you to retreat? Like, Who is in your network? Is there someone in your network that, it's okay to have people that have a bit more fire than you? It's actually all right. They're a little bit more zealous than you. They go to night vigil. That's not really your thing, but that's okay. Why? Because it does something. There's something about iron sharpening iron, right? We can't be the blind leading the blind right? You need people in your circle where you know there's sparks. It's like, okay, no, but uh, people that will challenge you. Okay, Tony, I I get you want to make that decision, but does that line up with God? Like, I get you want to separate yourself, but does that line up with what he has for you in this? People that will look at you and say, I see that things aren't well with you. You need people with a bit more fire than you. Time to realign yourself. Broaden your circle. I'm not saying don't be friends with people. I'm saying broaden your circle. Who is in your network that can pick you up in the spirit? You know what? I was just praying and you came to my spirit. No, let's come together. Let's pray. Right? What spaces? Like, I remember after my church, her experience, I knew that if I did not stay in the space of church, I would have left the church. So even if I didn't want to be there, I knew I just needed to be wherever God was. Because if I didn't, I would have withdrawn. And what I'm saying to you is, there is a premium on community. Having the right people around you. Even having that accountability, the scripture speaks about, you know, that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. That's not talking about any counsel, you know. That the Greek... The root of that word is people that have the spirit of God in them. Right? Discerning people. That's another way God speaks. Through the wisdom of people around you. Sometimes even when they're not saved. God just speaks. He uses any vessel. Amen? Amen. But what I'm saying is, is check your circle. If you want to go deep, I have people that can roll deep with you too. When was the last time you had a prayer meeting with your friends? When was the last time you had a prayer meeting about what was really going on with you? I'm not talking surface talk. I'm not talking selling sunset. Clearly that's my favorite show. I'm talking... <laughs> about what's really going, someone to say, Tosan, how's your walk with God? Like, how do you really feel about your future? Let's pray. And so my prayer for you in this season, as we're talking about close friends, our series, yes, God is a a pivotal part of that, right? But we also want to have people around us that push us towards him. And so my prayer is is that God will bring people in your life that are destiny helpers. That will stand with you in the fire, just like Daniel, right? Daniel had friends that prayed. And so Father, let's just bow our heads. And I want you to just speak to God. I want you to respond to him. Here is my yes. Yes. Here is my yes, God. You're calling me to come closer, so I say yes. Even now, just asking, God, give me the grace to get closer. Give me the grace to get into your word, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Make me more attentive to your Holy Spirit. Help me to be obedient to your Holy Spirit, to the promptings of your Holy Spirit in this season of my life. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to walk this thing out, Lord God. Help me, Lord God. I want to bear fruit of your Holy Spirit. Lord, bring people in my life, Lord God, that are zealous for you, that are hungry for you, God. Lord, help me to be vulnerable. Help me to be vulnerable. I'm scared of being vulnerable, but God, help me to be more vulnerable with the people in my life, Lord God. Help me, Lord God. Give me the discernment to identify the people I can be vulnerable with, Lord God. Help me to discern fruit in this season, Oh God. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus. We say yes to coming closer. We say yes to coming closer to you. We say yes to coming closer. We say yes to you, Daddy. We say yes to you, O God. Yeah, we say yes. We surrender to you. We surrender to you, Jesus. We know our calling, our purpose, our identity is in you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to know you. Reveal yourself to us, Lord God. I even want to speak over the room that this is a season of encounter. This is a season of revelation. Hallelujah. This is a season of discovery for you. Hallelujah. That as your children discover you, Daddy, I'm praying they will discover themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, Holy Spirit, even now we connect with you right now, Lord. We connect with your fatherhood right now. We connect with your Holy Spirit that comforts daddy. Hallelujah. Yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we go deeper, we go deeper, we go deeper. We go deeper. We go deeper with you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We go deeper with you this afternoon. On the 1st of May, Lord God, we commit this month to you. Yes. We commit it to you, oh God. We. We declare this is a month of manifestation. This is this is a month of manifestation, a month of revealing, a month of miracles. Main miracle month. It's a miracle month, Lord God. it's a year. It's a month of manifestation, Lord God. We we open up, Lord God, ourselves as vessels to receive from you in the month of May, Lord God it's a month of transformation it's a it's a month of movement hallelujah yeah lord we're moving we're moving we're shifting lord god yeah holy spirit yeah we claim this month For now, Lord God, I even, I even just speak a life over your daughter, Lola, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for the anointing and the grace you have placed upon her. Let's, as a family, stretch our hands towards Lola right now. Father, I, Lola, I just sense, like, for you, there is a, like, I, when you play, there is an anointing that is released. There is an oil of healing that is released. Father. I even pray that in this season she will come to know you through her times of worship hallelujah she'll come to know you in her times of worship every seed that is sown in the secret place Lord I pray father look at that the enemy will not be able to rob it lola i just want to declare over you you are called to this area you are called to music lord i pray that you will speak lord god so attentively and clearly to your daughter look God, like never before in the name of jesus hallelujah thank you jesus for what you're doing through the life of lola thank you for what you are releasing the grace lord god there's such a healing grace in your life, Lola. You'll see people healed as a result of your worship. Lord, thank you for the healing and the breakthroughs that will come out of your daughter, Lola, hallelujah. I thank you for the healing anointing. Let's stretch our hands towards Stephanie. The healing anointing upon her voice, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus for the grace on her life lord god father for the realms lord god. the realms that are being opened up to her lord god i hear the lord saying keep worshiping me stephanie hallelujah i pray lord god the open heaven hallelujah to be released lord god over stephanie oh god thank you for her new beginning lord god Thank you for her new beginning, Logalia Bama Sikia.